going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Today, you are going to hear from one of the best 800-meter runners in the world. I enjoyed this conversation. She is awesome. She is none other than Miss Sage Herta. She joined me for a fun conversation. We talked about <laughs> reality television and Hey, we gave an interesting scenario about how it can kind of tie into track and field. Listen, we're trying to grow the sport. Trust me, you want to watch this episode uh, to get some ideas. Talked about her as a runner, um, the instruments that she played growing up, swimming. Uh, she gave some great advice at the end. So you definitely want to stay tuned and listen to this episode. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. Sage is awesome. And I made a um, prediction at the end of this episode that I am sticking by no matter what and so you can only hear it by listening all the way through but I want to thank you all for your continuous support for this network for this channel it's been a lot of fun um, you know on YouTube I hope you guys have subscribed if you haven't um, subscribe to the YouTube page just type in lactic acid with Dominic Smith we have our exclusive series called track talk that comes out every week and it's a lot of fun we laugh a lot it's a lot of hot takes on that show trust me you will enjoy it you will laugh you'll hear some of my takes my perspective on things and then the guests that come on the show you'll get a chance to hear it from them and so trust me it is a lot of fun you do not want to miss it so definitely subscribe to get that piece of information follow me on fanhubtf.com that's where you can hear i'm sorry that's where you can see um, everything that I'm doing writing wise and then follow me on social media Twitter lactic acid underscore pod Instagram lactic acid podcast with Dominic Smith or lactic acid pod with Dominic Smith either way you'll find me there and then we are reamping the website but you will follow me if you will follow me on lactic acid you'll find all the episodes there trust me you do not want to miss it thank you again for your support and enjoy the episode what's going on ladies and gentlemen saints and angst and welcome to lactic acid i'm your host dominic smith today we have the legend the baller the shot caller none other than miss sage herda she's my interview guest for today <laughs> you're going to get a chance to know about her sage how you doing welcome to the show I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you. Of course, of course. So I've started asking this question. So I might as well stick to it because I've gotten some interesting responses uh, so far. If Ben and Jerry's came to you and was like, Sage, you know, <laughs> we're trying to up the sport and you are a great ambassador. We feel like you can help us. We want to create an ice cream promotion centered around you you can pick any two flavors and you get a chance to name it and once you do we're going to sell it in the store mm -hmm. what two flavors would you pick and what would the name of the ice cream be dang i love all of their like probably the milk and cookies and then also the americone dream those are like my two favorite ben and jerry's flavors you've got to have to go some sort of pun on herda for the for the for the name of it not not totally sure uh 
Mm-hmm. How does how does her to have anything to do with the cookie? You know. <laughs> I mean, if you ask a dentist, they'll say it'll hurt your teeth, but that's the only those two flavors. I, mean, I go ahead. I mean, or you could just go something that has some sort of sage in it. You know, more like a interesting uh, ice cream flavor. You know. Mm. Oh my god, that would be. I'm not going to lie to you. If somebody made a sage ice cream, that's something I'm staying far away from. Me too. Um, Me too. I kind of hate that sort of stuff. But. (laughs) Oh, God. That's a a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But I want to get to those two ice cream flavors. Mm -hmm. I've never seen either ice cream flavor in the store that you just named. Milk and cookies. Really? I've never seen it. And what was the other one? I forgot already. Americone Dream. Never heard of it. Never it's seen so it. Never good. heard of it. I think of it as like, it tastes like how an ice cream shop smells. Because it has little waffle cone bits in it that are like dipped in chocolate. So it, it tastes like an ice cream shop smells. Wow. Yeah. So I like I like that. I'm against waffle cones. I think they are dangerous to society um it it is a violent listen if you ever like had a hard waffle cone and it scraped the roof of your mouth then (laughs) you know that that's 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 a different kind of pain that's like getting hit by mike tyson um but gosh that i don't know so what would be like a uh, okay what's the attribute about you that you love the most I think, oh gosh, this is a really you know, heavy question. Um, I think I have like a good sense of humor when things go wrong. Like maybe not when things are going mildly wrong, but when things go really wrong, it's just like, I, I just kind of like make a joke out of it. So that's a healthy perspective. So what about cool vibes? For me. Or just be the name of the ice cream cool vibes or chilling yeah that'd be pretty good okay okay i just went to the store (laughs) went i'm not a huge see i live in florida so like it's like a thousand degrees even though we had i guess it was some kind of tropical storm that moved through earlier Uh um so it's it's hot you know we 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 have two seasons and that's summer and low-key winter um so i would be eating ice cream all day so i have to go check that out to see if because i have never heard of i've heard of cookies and cream i've never heard of milk and cookies yeah like that is and so how does that taste like i mean it's kind it's sort of that same cookies and cream idea but instead of like the those oreo type cookies it's more is a chocolate chip cookie oh yeah Mm mm-hmm Okay, I can do it. All right, Ben, if you can't get in touch with Ben or Jerry, one of y'all, if not the both, let's get this going because uh, that would be a dope, dope promotion. So, Sage, you are balling so far this season, cracking 159 at the Big Meeks on your way to Eugene. I'm just calling it here first. I think Sage is going to be in top contention to get that third and final spot. I will save all predictions for the end of the show. <laughs> but from your own words, how's the season going? 
the season's going pretty well. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind, just sort of like it's it's my first full year as a pro and you know it's been going pretty well just cracking out these really super consistent 800s had a little 1500 pr in there getting to travel a bit sort of feeling like i'm just kind of winging it right now a lot of these meets it's sort of been like like for pre it was like okay i found out on monday it's like hey do you want to race on saturday it's like okay sure let me just like I just got back from the UK yesterday, but of course I want to go. So it's just been sort of like winging it, like up in the air, but try like just enjoying it. So I saw in a previous interview, like your parents came and they was like, <laughs> all right, yo, bet I got to go real quick. So yeah. <laughs> that is just, yeah, I can see how that's winging it. But just from an outsider's point of view, you look like you're having so much fun out there winging it, like a kid in the candy shop discovering milk and cookies ice cream like I just did. Yeah. Um, in, like, the chaotic scene that is track and field, especially, mm-hmm. it's such a weird year. Like, it's it's crazy to me that it's June, we're recording this June 4th, and it's crazy to me that it's June 4th and, like, USAs are, like, around the corner and then <laughs> Worlds are in July. It's like, this crap is supposed to be in August. Yeah. And then, like, this is your first full-time, you know, season as a pro. Mm-hmm. You know, you say you're winging it, but have you found any semblance, like, any balance in everything that's going on? You know, I would say balance is probably a strong word for <laughs> how, how I'm dealing with everything. But, you know, you just got to just keep moving forward and week to week and day to day. And it just... I'm trying to like enjoy that I don't really totally feel balanced. It's so weird because I feel like this year as a pro athlete, you go through this huge period in the fall and the winter where balance is the name of the game. Cause it's just like training day in, day out, all looks the same. And then now it's like, okay, every week looks different. I have teammates racing here. I'm racing there. Like, you know, just sort of thriving off of the chaos. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, organized chaos it's like that little picture of the dude eating a hot dog or whatever he was or drinking coffee with the fire behind him like it's fine everything's yeah. fine oh i love that meme <laughs> um yeah that's <laughs> that's what it sounds like and i i don't know it's all too much it just really needs to chill what's been the most fun part so far about being a pro you would say on the track or off the track um, outside of not going to class yeah, that was a nice change. I was lucky enough to sort of phase out of my academic career with just like a couple of classes my last semester. Oh, but um, the most fun part of being a pro is probably maybe it's not so much of like not going to class, but I feel like my overall life stress has become a lot smaller because I feel like when you're in college, there are so many moving parts. Just like with how, I don't know, with your roommates, how you're living, like school, the NCA season is just so compacted that it's really intense. It's like multiple times a year. So it's been really nice to be able to like truly feel like my track workouts are some of the hardest parts of my day. And I can totally focus on like bringing my best self to those. That's been fun. As opposed to in college, sometimes it was like, okay, I just need to get through this workout so that I can like move on to other things that I need to deal with. I 
was not blessed to go to college to be an athlete. And I'm thankful. Yeah. Uh, I was not about that life. Um, obviously I competed in high school and that was hard enough. Mm-hmm. It is so weird. Just, I don't know. Like I, you know, my major was journalism and I, you know, been around athletes. I covered athletes and all that stuff. Yeah. And I remember the thrill in high school of like track meets, the district championship. I throw the shot put mm-hmm. in a discus at 1030, I hear the announcement, uh, can the shot putters in the field events be dismissed? You go out, you're pumped, you're missing school. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And then you stay in Florida. You know, we run and throw in all that crap from sun up to sundown. That's what we do here in the Sunshine State. It's very entertaining, very long. Um, but it's like you're not worried about it. And usually it's on a Thursday or a Friday. And if mm-hmm. the meet goes till 10, um, you get a chance to go to school late. And then it's like, I see people in college who are athletes, ah, crap, I got to like miss day of school and stuff. Yeah. And I got to do all this homework. Yeah. And then you're taking like your work on the road and all of that stuff. I don't think people realize like, you got to be, you have to be serious about being an NCAA like yeah. athlete. Yeah. And you were so good at it. Like, I know, like, in previous interviews, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm nothing to write home about. Listen, that's not even true in, <laughs> in everything. Um, but you were actually serious about school. If I'm not mistaken, you were going to be a, a doctor or going into the medical field. Am I wrong on that? No, you're correct. Yeah, that's definitely, like, what I was sort of anticipating for a while. And then you know, my junior year came around, I started running a bit faster. And I was like, okay, you know what, I think I'm gonna, it was really scary, honestly, to sort of be like, okay, I want to be a professional runner. Because, you know, it's not like anyone in my family's ever been a professional runner. So like, my grandparents, especially are like, confused, <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? What's what's your next step? I'm like, I honestly don't have any like clear plans for what's next right now. But oh, yeah, I was, I originally wanted to be a doctor. Maybe, like, maybe still TBD. <laughs> TBD. Listen, I'm not kidding. If you go back to school, to medical school, somebody need to give you a Nobel Peace prize. I don't care who's president. <laughs> Cause that's, that's just, oh my God. To me, that's like what running is. <laughs> it's just yeah, torture, yeah. but it's all good. So let's step away from this track talk for a minute. We need to know about you off the track. And I have a specific question. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on something I heard. But what are three things about you that people do not know? Um, well, just kind of generally, um, I'm an only child. Same here. Bless yeah. Bless I, I feel like only children get a bad rap, rap mm-hmm. and then people meet you and they're like, really? Yeah. Like, I... I interacted with other kids when I was little. Like I'm not, I'm not totally like inept. <laughs> I I hate that so much. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get to that later. But go ahead, go ahead. Um, I didn't really like. It's not something that continued in my life. But when I was younger, this is sort of like a fun fact. There was a period of time where I played the clarinet the saxophone and the oboe okay I see All you at once. <laughs> yeah. I see you yeah okay um wow and then a third fun fact is that I when I was five if I was had to guess which sport I was trying to be an Olympian in it would be swimming okay okay 
listen, I love swimming. <laughs> it's it's it gets it's about as popular as track and field, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a tough sport. The only child thing hits home because it's like the it's like we people think that, oh, my gosh, like, are you not socially developed? And it's like, you know, yeah. yes, <laughs> like, I just don't have, you know brothers and sisters but there's nothing wrong with me i love yeah. that you were um a one-man orchestra one woman orchestra um major i used to i used to uh play the violin okay back in the day and the drum so listen that takes like the oboe was like scary to me <laughs> um that is major props and then the clarinet i was only interested in it because squidward from spongebob yeah um, mm -hmm. and, and it was such a nice sound why did you uh stop playing um i it started to get so i was i it's got to where i was primarily playing the oboe and i'd only play the it was like oh but then the band had marching band things and you can't really play the oboe and the marching band but i had some experience on the clarinet so i would play the saxophone in the marching band okay um but I just like my problem, I always loved playing music and I especially loved it like in a band setting where everyone's there and it sounds really cool. But I just like couldn't really motivate myself to practice at the level that I needed to practice at. And then I would get stressed about it, you know, because I could no longer just sort of like wing it once it started getting <laughs> like at a higher level. And so it just became this like negative cycle where I wouldn't practice enough then I'd be super stressed because I wanted to be able to do it what better so I was just kind of like this isn't for me <laughs> listen especially when you are in a high school band and I love the band I love college band just mm -hmm. I throw it out there Florida A&M has the best band uh, in the world the marching 100 but the stuff that they do one of my favorite movies is actually it's a movie called Drumline. Mm -hmm. And just even looking at that, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I quit. Because like when you yeah. start like reading music and then all the practices and then you yeah. have to a new song, a new formation every week. I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. That is that is tough. Swimming. So why uh, really? Why did you quit swimming? Um, you know, I kind of feel like it's sort of similar to the oboe, but with swimming, it happened a lot earlier because I was a pretty good swimmer because I learned how to swim pretty early. So like when I was in elementary school, I was swimming a lot and then I moved and to New Jersey for a couple of years. And it was like a matter of like, oh, do you want to join the more competitive swim team or the like the less competitive swim team and the more competitive swim team was like meeting multiple days a week to train for like hours at a time and I was like eight or nine years old and I just like I just wasn't ready for that it was just more of something fun for me I, I couldn't make that sort of dedication at such a young age which is more required swimming it's weird like I, I watch like interviews with, you know, some of the best, like Katie Ledecky and, and mm -hmm. um, you know, Caleb Dressel, Michael Phelps and all those. And they talk about their club swimming and you got 5 a.m. practice. And then after school you go practice and then they're in the water 10 times a week. I was like, oof, 
Yeah. That is, granted, it's less taxing on you than mm-hmm. basically any other sport outside of, well, I, people consider <laughs> table tennis a sport. Um, it's in the Olympics, <laughs> but outside yeah. of like that, but still, that's 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 mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot. So, no, I don't blame you. But the one question I wanted to ask you, why do you like reality TV so much specifically these housewife shows oh yeah you uh, know i it might just be because like growing up i watched them and it's just sort of like so i i just have been like invested probably for longer than i should be and maybe also because like my actual life has relatively little drama so i get to like <laughs> live through the drama a little bit uh, <laughs> You're vicariously a housewife, like the housewives. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. My Dude, my college on. coach made some comment like when I was leaving about how, you know, through all my years in college, there's little dramas that happen on the team and I successfully managed to avoid all of them. So like, that's my personality. I will avoid drama in my life at all costs, but I do love to hear about it, but at least like through a reality TV show, it's not like I'm not directly involved are you <laughs> that's funny that's a that's an interesting perspective because it's like you're blowing off steam but through the lens of somebody else yeah do you, are you wanting to talk like back to the tv you know like one of the husbands tripping like you're crazy and you're like uh-uh no i know she just did not i know he just did not call her crazy that's a two-piece in the biscuit right there like yeah. is that you uh i mean I I definitely am thinking those things. I feel like I'm more gonna I'm gonna speak more if there I have if someone's watching with me. Then I'll start like voicing mine. When I'm on my own, maybe I do speak like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I gotta give a shout out to uh, Sonia Richards Ross. Uh, yeah, that was like the most epic crossover event that's ever happened for my life (laughs) but Sonia Richards it's so funny she's such a I got a chance to meet her Mm -hmm. uh, last year at pre and I did wrote a story on her uh and she's so photoed she's like she knew where the camera was like at all times and stuff so like when I found out that because she had a tv show Uh uh, a long time ago that I watched which is like crazy and then I was like, oh my gosh, she's on Real Housewives. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Which one, which so gosh. So in prep for this, every now and then, like my mom watches that stuff. And I yeah. and what will pique my interest is I hear it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is the TV up that loud? She's like, no, it's not that loud. It's just that they're, you know, yelling at Yeah, they're other. yelling. <laughs> which is just bonkers, which season, or not season, but which city um, is the best? Mike, what's your favorite city? Um, you know, so I I started watching New York and Atlanta. Those are the two that I started watching. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Um, and then uh, I really liked the Beverly Hills for a while because it's just so, not only do you have that drama, but it's also just like so fascinating to sort of like peep into their world that they're living in, which is like way more removed from anything I've experienced. Um, and then 
this is just like brand new this week. There's now a Real Housewives of Dubai. What? They so, all the way in Dubai? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's been one episode, which I watched this week. But I mean, that's kind of interesting. The so similar to how the Beverly Hills was sort of like looking into a different world. I feel like Dubai is kind of like that too, which also makes it fun. Um, but yeah, those are probably like my top ones. There are some other ones out there that I've dabbled in, but those are the ones that I've watched more consistently. Although to be honest, I haven't really watched New York. So I'd say like Atlanta, Beverly Hills, and maybe, maybe this, uh, maybe this Dubai one will stick. Oh boy. Wow. Oh, actually, yeah, the Miami one. So there's one in Miami. There's one in Miami. Not to bore you with the details. It, no, there was go for it. one. There was one in Miami, and then they they didn't record for like five years or something, and then they recently had another season. And that one was actually pretty interesting. Do you know why they didn't record? I don't know. How much of this do you think is real? You know, the more I've been, I feel like now that I have more time on my hands, I also, I've been watching a little bit more, keeping track of all of the seasons that are going on. And then also, you know, there are other reality shows that people will watch and I've sort of like maybe keyed into them a little bit more, like whether it's Selling Sunset or I don't know, just like some random thing that we were watching at camp. And it's interesting because like, it's definitely sort of like a made-up environment like you are shooting a uh, show like there's definitely just like a different feeling to it you know like you plan to meet and discuss about these things I feel like I don't know you know I feel like it's probably like a dramatized version and maybe some people have certain agendas like what they want to get across in their narrative but yeah I always think about like what people like show especially if it's like a you know, see something with their family, not, yeah. not across the board, but there are some like characters more than other where you kind of, where it feels a little bit more performative, you know, I will never admit this. So I'm not going to admit it, but I am going to say I've watched a couple episodes. I'm not admitting this. I'm just saying it in the third yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Part of it was in prep for this, so yeah. to speak. And then some of it, like I said, my mom would be like, oh, you would like this. I'm like, no, like, I don't play football anymore. Like, and this is what yeah. it, this exactly is. Like, because I've seen an episode of the Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and, oh boy. We don't have sponsors on this show yet. And so I don't want to say anything that could potentially jeopardize that. But like you said, it's like there is everybody lives up on a hill. They live up on a hill. Everybody else lives down here. So just like the basic things are like foreign concepts, Mm -hmm. which I do feel like is is real, like. Because, I mean, I heard somebody in Hollywood say that we shouldn't take baths, but twice a week and you can go jump in the pool and bathe, you know? Yeah. No, nobody. Okay. But anyway. But, oh, my gosh, is this stuff messy. <laughs> like, 
I'm hoping they make some of this stuff up because I'm like, how do you sleep at night? Like I, that just gives me anxiety thinking about I that. Know. Like the cat fights, the fist fights. There were a couple fist fights <laughs> I've seen, especially when you get down south. Yeah. Those, those, I live for that stuff. That because it's just funny because it's uh-huh. some of that. I'm like, that has to be show and tell yeah uh, and stuff like that you know pulling and all that stuff and i was like ah part of me can low-key understand why people like it yeah um but let me ask you this and i'm trying to organize this in the best way possible without the mess without the drama specifically on the track performances what would be the epic real house people of track and field oh my goodness without the mess like you know you looked at my husband the wrong way with two eyes instead of one we got this we got the scrabble now like nothing like that but just like black air force one energy kind of stuff nothing bad like like i said nothing messy but people who would be great for reality TV, non-reality TV, like that. Oh gosh, like from the shows or just it or could be from people, track. From track. It could be people in your training group. I don't care. But just characters that would be fun. Like you you think the dynamic would be fun. You know, I feel like you would have to, like in the track world, I feel like it would be sort of fun. Because, like, people are pretty close, and I feel like training groups in general are fairly harmonious. But it'd be kind of fun if you did sort of, like, one of these shows where you just, like, bring people into a location and shoot for a while. Like, whether it's some sort of trip or something like that. But you're getting people from different training groups and different event groups. So, like, you know, let's say like the new gen guys versus like the guys on our team and then like the I I don't know or just some of the like characters where people kind of be like talking crap and I don't know I feel like that'd be sort of more fun I would like that oh my god the sprints would be fun I know Um, I know it's like kind of think about what happens on twitter but then let's put everyone together and make that happen. So, so like Marvin Bracy and Craybomb Gillespie. Oh man. Cause that was the big Twitter beef. Yeah. And then you could do like commentators. Like you got Michael Johnson versus, you know, Otto oh my Bolden. gosh. That'd be um, hilarious. Oh my God. Kara Goucher versus. You know, the sad part of what I'm about to say, I can't think of another person because we don't have that many female broadcasters, no. which, is the, which is the sad part about it. Because it, it would be yeah. it, it would be Sarah, uh, I'm sorry, um, Kara versus like Sonia Richards-Ross. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to be, because they would end up hugging each other. Um, yeah, I, could, I couldn't see, uh, but who knows? They're both very competitive. Maybe if there's something on the line. You know, up the up the stakes a little bit. That's true. That is true. But it couldn't be like a real housewives things. It would have yeah. to be like. You see, I'm not good with reality TV, but a low, less messy reality television show. Yeah. Um, but no, that is a but, way. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, it's not like 
with track, I feel like especially you could do something a lot more like drive to survive because that's not as messy where like instead of following the F1 teams, you can follow the track stars, which is super fun. And then you get like the nitty gritty of like the drama and the beef on the track, you oh, know? man. Gosh, I can like the field events just trying to square up with like <laughs> everybody and else. And I feel like that would be the type of setting for like field events because it's so it's often so hard to like pay attention with how like the streams will be with the field events because it's like hard to know what's going on. But the pressure is like in that sort of like face off, one upping each other type of energy, which you could definitely like boil down into a great show. Literally like, okay, you got the field events versus the 5K with ESPN bragging rights. Like, okay, whoever completes this competition gets a complete ESPN 30 for 30 series. Yeah, And so you have like, Will Clay versus like Paul Chalimo or uh, uh-huh. uh Hillary Bohr. Oh, the steeple. <laughs> oh my god, steeplechase would be oof. Yeah, gosh. See, this is how we need to grow the sport. Like, I don't even know who to talk to in track and field, but honestly, if you want to listen to this episode to get some ideas of how to grow the <laughs> sport, or what about battle of the locations? Mount Sack versus or the pen relays mm-hmm. versus hayward because yeah. i i will say this is much easier to get into philadelphia than it is to eugene 100 <laughs> it is for sure much cheaper oh my gosh oh my gosh plane ticket on every piece of chicken i've ever eaten just trying to get there was like almost two grand yeah and it's nuts like, and I was like, oof. So, yes, the winner that, <laughs> I don't know, they would have to change up the airport. Just, just like a direct connect to Eugene. Like, no direct flight to Eugene. We've been we've been joking, like, because, you know, everyone's there. We have Cree, and then we have USAs, and then there's Worlds. And I feel like on our team right now is this, like, competition of who can have the most expensive plane ticket from Denver <laughs> to Eugene. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. But there's... <laughs> And here's the thing, like with the airline, that's a great competition because I think Delta wins. Let me just say that. Yeah. Um, you can't fly Spirit because your flight might get canceled. Yeah. Um, I guess JetBlue's okay. Southwest, I mean, they keep sending me like deals. Like we got a special offer. You get like $40 off $15,000 or something like that. So uh yeah, it's a great deal, and I'm so thankful that they keep spamming my email. But Southwest, if you want to sponsor the show, go ahead. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be interesting. Again, this is how we grow the sport. <laughs> like like Survivor, uh, you got the the um, the 400 meters, the 400 hurdlers versus the eight and fifteen. Whoever finishes like the decathlon first wins oh. <laughs> oh that would be good that would be good I, I feel like the 400 hurlers might have the best shot see the 400 hurdles is 
Let me just say this. Every race that is in track and field outside of, well, I was going to say outside of the shot put because that was my event, but, you know, Ryan Krauser, every time he wakes up, he breaks his own world record. So I have to say every event is an event that I don't want to do, but the 400 hurdles seems to be about rhythm. Yeah. And then the 400 and the 800, I think you can attest to this. It's like a lactic acid, like no other. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I yeah, don't the know. 400. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That is, that takes a special kind of, anyway, but, but to another topic, Colorado is quite literally my favorite place on earth, but I always ask the guests, what's the good food out there? At least what's your go-to? Yeah. Like is it some you make, is it somewhere you go? Because a brother's always looking for food suggestions, you know, to enhance the palate, as the young kids mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. You know, so I love uh, a good breakfast burrito. So those are like my, the there's this place called Santo in Boulder. It's like this, I think it's New Mexican cuisine, whatever that is. Like, <laughs> it's like Northern uh, New Mexico. I don't know. New uh, Mexican. Like, it's I'm like pretty... chilies. It's like peppers and. Yeah. I was yeah, watching I... Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. That's the only way I know oh, okay. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I remember, like when the indoor NCA meet was going to be in Albuquerque in 2020. I wasn't competing because I was injured, but I was going to go down and like watch my teammates because it's pretty close to get to Albuquerque. And Mark was telling us all about like this place that we have to go because of the chilies in New Mexico. And I don't know, it's like this, it's an attraction, I guess. But um, yeah, or there's this place called Black Belly and it's like a butcher shop, but they also have like dinner and sandwiches and stuff. And they even have breakfast burritos. And I was so lucky the other day, I went after the breakfast burrito cut off, they still had some left. See, that's swag. That's what happens when you run a 159 at pre. Yeah. That's what they, they heard that. And yeah. they said, we got to hook a sister up. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever had a breakfast burrito. Oh, wow. Because like in Florida, they're not like, you know, we eat that stuff that sticks to your ribs and to your arteries kind of you mm-hmm. know, stuff. Yeah. I feel like the breakfast burrito is like a West Coast thing. You know, I definitely like coming from living in New York mostly and then New Jersey a little bit. I was surprised when I came out here, like the there's pizza, but like not like pizza and Italian like you like I was used to. And there's a lot more like Mexican food here, which totally makes sense just like regionally. But yeah, so I would say breakfast burritos i don't even know if i had a breakfast burrito before i came here to be honest really? maybe i did but not as frequently or not as much of a thing <laughs> in my life is the food better in east coast or over over in the west coast of colorado um so you know you're from new a, york so that's a tough one yeah i mean like i'm from a really small town in new york but still with like been been around in new york a little bit so it's it's tough i feel like it just depends on where you go no matter where you are in the country you just got to know the right like towns and cities that have the good food or like that good spot in town so i think it's totally variable every place has good food it just sort of depends on how many options you have i live in orlando 
And I don't know if I'm going to say all that. Uh, and that's partly because, like, all the good, like, it seems like the places I grew up eating, like, closed down because they were, like, mm. you know, family-owned and stuff. And now you yeah. have the, ch- the chains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I guess to each his own. So I, I guess I can't refute that statement. Yeah. Are you the funniest person on the team? Um, probably not overtly, but I'm sort of like sneaky funny. I was recently called. I was, you seem like the type that you tell a joke and then it's quiet for five minutes and then you go about your business and then like, they're like puking because they're laughing so hard. Yeah. You know, there's sort of like a, wait, did you just save <laughs> like like it takes a minute then it's like oh my gosh like this is like some serious level of humor i can even see it in the show because like some of the things i'm like oh my gosh that's funny but i need to make this point so i can't really i don't have time to laugh yeah so i definitely see that outside of the track outside of reality television mm-hmm. what is life like as a professional athlete what do you do to just wind down and to step away um, you know, Marshawn Lynch talked about keeping your chickens, your mentals and all that stuff intact. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Yeah, you know, I think it's, well, I, I have two dogs. I spend a lot of time with them. So that's sort of like me, like it gives me something to do, something to focus on, like taking them out, going for walks, just like getting on the house, moving around a little bit outside of running. But that's been like one thing that's been a little bit of a surprise as a pro-athlete, which it shouldn't be, is that running so simple but suddenly it becomes your entire life because like you know you're a professional and so it just seeps into everything so it's it's important to sort of keep these things outside of running a little bit I think just to like keep keep the balance try going back to that balancing like trying to maintain it a little bit is it hard to like instead of being like oh my god I have to maintain balance is it easier to, to go with the flow Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people might feel differently, a little bit more regimented, but I do better when I just relax more and just let it be what it is going to be. Okay. I like that. What is it about running that brings you joy? Because it looks like you're, to me, at least from an outsider's point of view, especially watching pre, it looks like you're just having fun out there. Yeah. So something like pre, it's definitely just like, I am such a competitive person. I'm not competitive all the time about everything, but when I switch it on, it's like pretty intense. So it's just so, I feel like it has different layers to it where you can be competitive with yourself. And then you can also, you get to go out and there's like no better feeling than just like running as hard as you can, like against other people. Um, and then I'm kind of on a simpler level, like I, my run this afternoon I didn't even like I I forgot my watch but I just was like out there and it's sort of like a nice time to just totally disconnect I feel like I know like there are a lot of situations where you know like especially if I'm on the treadmill I'll be watching something or listening to something or I'll be on a run with people but sometimes it's just nice to have like 20 minutes to just totally disconnect from everything what did that 159 do for you confidence wise because like you're a competitor you say that that switch pops on 
Yeah. Um, obviously, it gives you confidence. That's just, yeah. you know, that that's just. But when it comes to these bigger meets coming up, and obviously mm-hmm. the the big one, you know, how do you channel that energy? You know, yeah. facing these great great competitors. Yeah, so when I ran 159 at Penn, it was like a great confidence boost, sort of just like that reinforcement that, okay, I can like make this step, make this improvement. And I don't know, it's just such a, such a big barrier when suddenly you have a one, like at the start of your 800 PR. Um, But then it's been really interesting, like, especially at pre where you like in the best way possible, I saw firsthand what the best 800 meter runners in the world look like, you know, or like what they can do over the like tail end of the race, which is just like, it's a kind of scary, but be also super motivating. And so it's been sort of bridging that gap and like believing that I can like be in these races and be competitive, but also like a big, okay. You know, there's also room for improvement. Do you like being the underdog? I think I do better that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tail end of my college career, I had to learn a little bit more mentally how to like deal with be not, not always being a favorite, but being like in that like upper part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But when I was in seventh grade in New York, I won the class D, which is the smallest schools cross country state title. And that was like the ultimate underdog story. Cause I was like 12 and I was, you know, competing against these high school seniors and it's, it's small school. So it, we were like minutes behind the like top, top people in the state, but that was, that's like always my mentality of like, I'm going to overcome these odds and I'm going to bide my time and make a move at the end to like go for the win. But I've had to learn, especially in college, how to be like a little bit more of a protagonist. I like to think of it. As- <laughs> I, I like that. That's, that's, that's interesting. So I'm going to change the name of the ice cream bland. Mm-hmm. We, we do not want bland ice cream. That's bad. But the ice cream brand. Yeah. I think the perfect name for the promotion in a way that describes you on the track is quiet storm. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Shout out to my dog, Smokey Robinson, who I don't know, but I just know that he wrote that song and that just yeah, came yeah, to yeah. me as you were talking. <laughs> uh, one, two more questions, then we're going to move to rapid fire. Then we're going to wrap this up like a bow on a Christmas tree. So what advice would you give young runners? Um, you know, maybe obviously, you know, you know what it's like running in college you know what it's like running Mm -hmm. as professional but somebody who's watching you following in your steps footsteps you know what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give them yeah you know what I feel like when there's like two ways I could go about this one sort of like things that I've actually really internalized is it's just I've said this like multiple times it's the so we're just keep moving forward and sort of have a short-term memory about things because there can be, there are going to be big dips in your track career highs, sort of like the whole gauntlet of experiences around your performance and your attitude about it. And it's all about like riding them out and just like keep moving forward and not getting hung up on any one thing. 
And then one thing that I wish that I had internalized a little bit more, which this may be just like more reflective on people towards me is just don't take it so seriously all the time, you know, like, and just have more fun with it. I feel like sometimes I could just get so like, you know, overly keyed in on, maybe this is kind of the same thing of just like, you can't get keyed in on one event that happened. It's just, it's about the whole experience. It's about the whole long-term thing, the relationships that you make along the way. And that's the most important part. Last question is a two part question. What do you love most about track and field? And what keeps you running? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I love most? I have to say just the community surrounding track. I've always found that really amazing because, you know, you meet so many people and it's a great way to connect with people, um, like no matter where you are. And then um, what keeps me running? I think what keeps me, me personally running is that like, you know, I just, I kind of, I'd say like, even if I wasn't a professional track athlete, I just love working out. I love just that, like feeling of you're investing in yourself, you know, like taking time for yourself, pushing yourself, whatever that may be. Like, I guess I feel like running is a really easy way for me to fulfill that, but it could also be like going to Pilates or like doing some other sort of like lifting or stuff like that. Yeah, just that. It's one one way to do that. You have successfully endured the gauntlet of the normal interview, as I call it. Now yeah. it's time for the real hard stuff. It's called down a home stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. There mm-hmm. may be some breaks where I ask you to explain. That does not count against the time. There will be breaks where I ask you to explain. If you don't, it's really okay. Very few people do it even though we've had an increased number the winner of rapid fire the person who has the fastest time is sinclair johnson of the union athletic club athletics club so that is the time that you're beating are you ready i'm ready if there was a superhero to if you had to pick a superhero to describe your game on the track who are you rolling with um flash incredibles okay (laughs) Flash is something incredible. Okay, yes, that's right. I forgot. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right. If there was a food that you had to live with forever and live without forever, what would they be? Mm, live without artichokes and yes. then live with pizza. What kind of pizza? What style of pizza? Um, a nice Sicilian crust pizza with like pepperoni or something. Yes love that hate artichokes love caesar salad but find a way to make it without artichokes okay (laughs) if they came to you and said sage we're going to make a movie about your life and you got a chance to pick who you want to play your character who are you rolling with you know i once had someone tell me that the woman who plays wonder woman looks a little bit like me which i don't know is totally correct but i feel like she's like you know kind of like a generally athletic brunette uh actress so sure let's go for it golf good good adult yeah 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 i don't even know how you pronounce it but uh gg i'm just gonna call you that to be safe 
<laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're watching this, my bad. If I got it wrong, don't come after me. All right. If there was somebody that wants, okay, no. If you were to pick somebody to narrate a race that you won or will run, who would it be? Um, Probably Obama. I just watched that National Park series and, oh, it was the most like relaxing thing to to watch and listen to like in the evening. <laughs> but I feel like two things. It it would make you because he can make you fall asleep, like because he's true. so calm. Or like, let's say you're running the race you just ran at pre. The way that he would announce it would make you cry. Like, as you oh, one hundred percent, one hundred. Just the emphasis would be in the right spots. Yeah, it's it's just like a father saying he's proud of you. So yeah, I, I like that answer. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, dream vacation spot. Um, probably um, in the Finger Lakes in New York. Just sort of like a sentimental type vacation okay. spot. What is a trend that you would bring back? and a trend that you wish would go away? Um, gosh, I don't even know if I'm trendy enough to know which trends need to go away. But um, I think, gosh, a trend that would come back. Oh, gosh. Well, hmm. this, is, this is a really tough one be from the 90s it could be from the early 2000s it could be music it could be a style of dressing it could be a type of food yeah i feel like i'm thinking most well one thing that i recently was talking about this is like not necessarily answering your question but one thing that i was talking about was how coconut oil was such a trend i feel like oh for gosh. a few years and i feel like it's good that it's sort of like leveled off like no hate on coconut oil but i was never a huge fan so we can kind of keep it at like reasonable levels of coconut oil, not coconut oil everything. <laughs> this will not count against this rapid fire. Let me tell you something about coconut oil. Coconut oil, A, cost as much as a tank of gas. Uh, <laughs> it was, we know how much gas costs. Yeah. And my doctor's like, you need to eat it and everything. Put it on your skin. So coconut, coconut oil was lotion. Coconut oil was hair grease. They said replace butter with it. I was making oatmeal with coconut oil and stuff like that. They would say fry your chicken with coconut oil. I'm having this coconut crusted oil fried chicken. Somebody owed me some money for that nonsense that I put up with over the years. It didn't solve yeah. the one thing. So yes, I agree 100%. All right. If you had to be the guest star of any television show, movie, or talk show, which one mm. would you choose? Dang, I feel like I don't know. Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live would be kind of fun, you know, because it's just like it's not just like a strict like interview. It's more like fun and playful. If you're like the guest, you know. Okay, would you, you host you get it? To be, you get to interact. What? Would you host it? Oh yeah, that would be super fun. That would be epic. Okay, so from any television series, movie, or television series or movie, which character from what show describes you the best? Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a very broad um, thing to go from. Low-key describes you the best. Yeah. Trying to think of like a, 
I mean, I don't even know, but this is just like the thing that came to my mind. Carrie the platypus. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, maybe this is like me just hoping, you know, like kind of on the outside seems, you know, just a regular platypus. Perry <laughs> was not doing all this cool stuff. Perry was not. Perry was a stone cold G. He saved Phineas and Fur from so many butt weapons. Like it is yeah. not even funny. You had a snitch and their sister. Listen, uh, Perry the platypus literally took down. Uh, what is it, Doctor Doofenshmirtz? Doofenshmirtz Incorporated. He shut yeah. down a. He shut down a corporation. Perry, wherever you are, you're my dog right there. All right, a couple more questions. Dream location to run at? Um, probably just right here in Boulder. Location here in Boulder. I do love, um, I do love Rollinsville, which is like kind of just outside of Boulder. However, it would be really nice if it was at sea level, way more enjoyable then. Oh yeah, because listen, let me tell you something. It's, you can breathe here. Well, you really can't breathe here in Orlando with the humidity. But okay, uh, minus the humidity, somewhere low humidity, low uh, elevation. Yeah. Okay, so New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All so right. let's just, you know, let's let's just go back to New York. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we're going back to New York. Alrighty. Last question. If what would be the theme song or any song to describe either your life or you as a runner? Um, me as a runner. Oh gosh, this is like a different way of thinking about it. Um, gosh. Well, didn't you say this quiet storm is a song, right? <laughs> yes, my smoky rock. You gave me the answer. Oh my gosh. Okay, because <laughs> I listened to the song on this. So, okay, fine. I, mean, I, I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. But, it's uh, all good. Listen, it's all good. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to give you. You didn't win, but I'm going to, and I don't believe in moral victories at all. Well, some stuff I do believe in. There's moral victories. But I'm going to give you the tie. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give you the tie. Yeah, listen. Listen, I, I'm going to give you the tie. So uh, right now it is Sinclair and Sage. Karen Winger is second. I mean, you're an elite company, fam. Like, so yeah. that is that is good. So um, once uh, my plastic medals come in, then you will receive the gold medal for this. Um, Great. So, like I said, just wait a couple of years, you know. Okay. Make it I'll just, I'll try, it. I'll try to keep it up here for there you go put it in your yeah. put it in google notes hashtag siri yeah let's make a reminder yeah. on that yeah, yeah sage tell the people how you're rocking this year what can we expect out of the second half the the season is almost over that is just incredible to me. <laughs> so I it's know. like i used i just asked this question like how are you rocking this year but i can't say yeah. how you're rocking this year because the season's pretty much almost over so yeah what can we expect you know, I feel like the name of the game for me has just been like steady improvement so far this season. And I feel like that's just going to continue for the next, you know, couple months as we wrap things up. So just things getting progressively better and better and 
just learning a little bit more and yeah, get ready. Cause I'm going to sneak up on you. <laughs> Honest to God's truth. If there is somebody, I don't know if you pay attention to basketball in the NCAA tournament, you were like, so I'm guessing by the lack of response, that's a no. Um, you're like the St. Peter's. Yeah. Of track and field. Honestly, I think you can make this team. Like I, I, it would not <laughs> surprise me because like, there's a part of that race where you have this black air force one energy that is like elite and next level. So you know what? I'm going to say it. Say it, you're going to make the team. I'm just going to go ahead okay. and say it. I'm not going to. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Obviously, that's the goal. Also, have the utmost respect for everyone that I'll be competing against. But yes, like, that's the goal, you know? <laughs> yes. And like I said, I got respect for so many, but I'm, I'm going to just go out and say it. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to interview any more 800 meter runners. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Season. But <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I, I am rooting for you. I do think. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, you're gonna make the team. I mean, if you won down the home stretch, I mean, gosh, like literally, yeah, people can't do that. So, where can the people find you to offer their support? Um, like social media, yeah, pretty much. Follow yeah, so, your journey. yeah, so I mostly post on Instagram, so that's the best way to follow along with what I'm doing. The handles hurt a sage. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really, I'll repost things about how I'm doing, but to get like my perspective, definitely Instagram. Sage, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life. That would be an epic one. Sage's modern life. I'm a big Nickelodeon fan, so as you can tell, but I do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Obviously, I know you're headed overseas soon uh, to ball out over there. So thank you for coming on here. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Lats Gasset. We don't have TikTok anymore. So if you follow me, all four of the followers that did, I apologize for letting you down. But the young kids just have to, I have to let them take that because I don't know what I'm doing. But you can follow me on Instagram, Lactic Acid Podcast. On Twitter, Lactic Acid underscore pod. We are popping off on YouTube, exclusive YouTube series Track Talk, where we talk fun stuff. You get different perspectives from myself and others. We keep it clean. It's very nice. It's very funny, but it's elite. Uh, specifically, exclusively on YouTube, follow that channel, Lactic Acid with Dominique Smith. And then follow the website. It is still being revamped, but it will soon be up to date. And if you listen to this podcast, subscribe, hit that like button, leave a nice review if you feel so inclined to. People like me appreciate it. It helps out. And we will catch you next time. Thank you.